Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wait, we're kind of coordinating. How? There's a little bit of pink in my dress. It's not even the same shade, though. No, but we like we're coordinating in the sense that like it looks good together. Does coordinating okay. actually mean anything else more than that? Because if we're talking about color wheels, I then I take back that comment because I don't know how that works. But if it's just like these colors look nice together. Okay. Hi. Are we started? Yeah. <laughs> 
Hi. Welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Starring two people who've never once ever been wrong. Who stay right, stay bright, out of sight, make it right. Shine bright, shine far. Something, something, you're a star. Can't sing it. Who knows what that's from? That was released as a single, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Don't question it. (laughs) Don't do it. This is But Am I Wrong, uh, where we, Megan and Melissa, help you with your life. We we, we answer your predicaments. The things are happening. You're like, am I the hero or the villain? We tell you. We also talk about our own lives, our hot takes, as well as celebrity pop culture news. Mm -hmm. It's really a catch-all. It's everything. You could... Put us under a, not miscellaneous. Miscellaneous feels like a throwaway, but no, a variety show, a jack of all trades. Variety show is good. What do you do in a variety show? I mean, there's usually singing and dancing and but what skits. If we and pick acting. a different variety. So, like one of the varieties is treasure hunting. One of the other varieties is milk. One of the other varieties is printer. One of the other varieties shack. But what are we doing with those things? Like a like a real life vision board. Write it down. Um, I do have a question for something I wrote down here, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you'll be able to help me with, but it is under my bet am I wrong note. Mm-hmm. And it's in the same category as merch ideas. It's it's in the merch idea category. And it says, let bitches be bitches, parentheses, horse. I remember saying, let bitches be bitches. So what is the parentheses I added? Because I clearly, parentheses in, in these notes means context, Megan, so you remember. That context? I think it was horse girls. Uh-huh. I think it was the horse girl person had wrote okay. in. So we said, let bitches be bitches. And in the context of horse girls. I think that's what it is. I may have been making this up, but I do believe it was when she wrote in and she was talking about how dudes have a fantasy about the horse girls. And then we were like, just let the bitches be bitches. I think that's what it is. If not, that's what it is now. I think that's a good call. But if any of you are listening and you know. Yeah, she wrote in for an update. So I'm sure. If I it, don't think that she said let. Bi- I know that you I know said I that. said it, but I think that she would remember it, though, because oh, it was okay. her specific thing. That it was directed towards her a, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. A non-derogatory bitch. Yes. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Again, I could have made it up, but well, that's the new. When meaning. I ask you a question, I don't need to know the truth. I'm asking you. Because I'm whatever you're saying is now my truth. Okay. Whether that's real or not. Because if I need something to be, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to look it up. But this can't really Google. No. And that is a hard thing for me that there's a lot of times where there are some things that I'm like, it's anything with spelling, where I'm like, I don't even know how to Google the question that I'm asking. I don't even know how to phrase this. Same thing. I'm trying to spell something. Thank God canoe worked. But I was like, I'm about to be really embarrassed with how I'm trying to spell canoe. Anyways, we have three segments on this show, and we will get into each of the specifics before them. But what you really need to know is because we have never, ever, ever been wrong, we can have our little gavel and rule when other people are wrong. We do it with love, unless it's our but are they wrong segment, which then we do with hate. Mm -hmm. So one of the best parts I think about this podcast is we open up all of this input to not just us, but to you as well. For all of our segments, we will, each of us, say who we think is wrong in the situation. And then we post graphics corresponding to that over on our Instagram stories so you can then vote. 
And these episodes go out on Thursday. So the votes will be up anytime before Tuesday. Yeah, the voting is fun. Participate. And we also love when you respond with why you voted the way you did. Truly, like, unless it is like a like a very bigoted answer or like a there's certain not prompts, but like certain topics that we talk about where you're voting on, where if you vote with the other side, it, you know, that's like, damn, that's fucking a lot. But sometimes it's also just like a difference of opinion. And a lot of people send in their thoughts when they also agree with us, but you don't have to agree with us. And like, we still want to, it's interesting to hear what people choose or vote the way they do. And then we read those on our Fisting Friday episode. And also, what a wonderful time to promote our Patreon. So you can watch Melissa having done a fisting motions with her gorgeous gold jewelry. Oh, is that a single? You have to work it up. Anyways, anything else before we hop into our Betty first segmente? Mm-mm. That's not how you say segment in Spanish, is it? Mm-mm. It's my turn. And I had something else entirely planned for. I was going to say a hot take, which is actually quite a hot take and it's a very misandrous take as Ooh. as i am but it's not that one we'll save that for another day okay and this happened to me what i'm going to say now this accosted me as i left my home this morning to come here it was pestering me to the point where i was like this is what i have to talk about and a little backstory actually no we're not gonna do backstory i'm just gonna tell you what fucking happened to me today our power went out Mm -hmm. I didn't say the P. Our power went out. I said our hour went out. Nope. Our power went out last night. So our house is hot. I have suddenly become so accustomed to the air conditioning that I am wilting even more than before. Our fridge stinks. Freezer stinks. Everything. It's a no lights. Everything's a, you know, it's a little, it's a little stressful, a little frazzled. And so Mott's works from home normally, but he had to go to find another place that had electricity to work. So he left the house before me and he's been helping me get out of the house on time. I was not out of the house in time. So just know I'm walking into this moment already kind of frazzled. I almost forgot the microphone. I turned back around. I went and grabbed the mic. I forgot my computer and I am just like, you know, running. I'm like, I'm going to be late. Uh, I can't bring lunch. I've got uh, all of this. I take my beta blocker. My heart's like, you know, the blood is pumping. I've been walking around trying to find everything I've needed. And I finally get out of the house. I've got my two bags. Thank God I have one that works on my shoulder because when Mott's helps me pack my bags, it's like carrying them like grocery bags, like two in my arms. And then I, I don't have anything to protect myself because I needed to protect myself when I opened my front door. So I've got my key and I'm locking the door. And then in true ADHD fashion, as I'm running late, the sun catches my eye and I go, oh, look at that fig tree. Look at the, let me see what the fig looks like. So I get a little distracted. I look at the fig for a second. And as I'm looking at the fig, it's 0.5 seconds. I hear a and I turn and I see the creature that has been haunting me for days to be determined what it is. It is either a beetle the, the size of a silly putty container or two beetles the size of half of a silly putty container fucking. It's a June bug. I don't know, but it is big and shiny and it's like that purpley, like bluey black color and those fucking fat ass little wings. And I saw it a few days ago and I told Mots, I screamed. I might have even seen it fucking yesterday. 
And I yelped when I saw it. And it was by that door. And I was like, oh my God, Mods, Mods, there's a big thing. And I told Mods and he was like, I walked around the house. I like, I couldn't find it. Like I, I didn't see it at all. So he was like, I don't know what you saw. And I was like, no, no, I saw a beetle. Like I saw this giant flying thing. It was terrifying and awful. I hated it. And so then Melissa, I'm running. It's following me. And it is, my hair is down and wavy. It wants to, in my mind, it's trying to bury itself in my hair. And I don't know if it's attracted to a smell. I don't know if it's attracted to, uh, a, a, you know, a, an environment, something. I run into the fucking car. I am convinced for the first, like, five, I had to sit in my car for like three minutes because I am convinced it's still in the car. I'm swatting everything. I'm gonna throw my neck out. I'm convinced I'm still hearing it. I'm not hearing any of this. And my question is, would I be wrong? to walk into somebody's home, the environment, and murder them. Yes. Here's the thing. But we do it all the time. I morally and scientifically know that bugs are good for the ecosystem. These things are great. If you're having all of the, if you're having in your outdoor area, like that's good. That means, you know, good things are cultivating and happening. But between that and I also feel like a goddamn fucking hypocrite because Mots is terrified of spiders. Like, I love him to death, but like, I do not trust him to kill a spider because he's like, no, 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 I'll kill it. And I'm like, you don't, but you get scared and then you close your eyes and you go, I think it's gone. And I'm like, where, it, where did it go? Like, I'm, I'm going to kill the spiders. He is obsessed with finding spiders and like seeing them, even though he's terrified of them. And he's always like, is it a black widow? I'm like, it's never fucking black widow. He found a black widow, like in this area of where I was like, we should get rid of that spider web, you know? And he really wanted to kill it. And I said, we need to leave it alone. A, it will just chase you. It does not, it's just going to come bite you and it's not going to be good. And also it's good for the ecosystem and everything. And here I am telling him to keep a literally dangerous thing that is right on our steps where we walk. And I want to kill a beetle for flying. I was picketing on Tuesday. Wait, what's today? Yeah. I was picketing on Tuesday. You were. And... I heard the bzzz and um, I was like, I feel something in no. my hair. This is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel something in my hair. And I was like, but I don't hear the bzzz anymore. And I'm still walking, walking, walking. And I'm like, it, it had to be gone. Like I did a little swat, swat. I was like, it had to be gone. Then I hear it again. And I just take my hair was down and I just take it and shake it and it comes out. So, yes, it's very possible. But I didn't kill it. Practically, I also don't even know how I would kill it because this thing is fucking yeah, huge. Yeah, killed one before on accident and they're very juicy and you can Crunchy. hear all the crunches of the exoskeleton the whole time. Okay, exoskeleton, big fucking word, biology. Now, Melissa, like, I texted Mods on the drive here, voice to text. Melissa can testify. None of my texts made sense. And I said to him, he was just like asking, following up. He's like, I told him about the computer. He's like, do you need to turn on for the computer? I go, no. Let's go back to the important part. Let's talk about this beetle. And he was like, I was like, I want to kill it. And I know that's not okay, but I want to. And he was like, I'll try and find it and kill it. And I was like, but you need a machine gun because this thing is huge. It's probably not the only one. Why would you say that to me? I'm just saying it's probably not the same one you're interacting with. No, it it, it, it is. It was hanging in the same area. And it was like, it like it knew when I came out. Well, I not, think they're not like Melissa, solo I think it might bugs. be two fucking each other. Okay, but they're not solo bugs, so. They're Bonnie and Clyde. But it's like, Mott still has not seen it. And the second I walk outside, the last two days, within seconds, it's like, mm, I found you. And I'm like, 
And it was coming after me. And now that you said it was in your hair, I think it was trying to get in my hair. Yeah. Wouldn't doubt it. I literally had to take my hair and just shake it. And then it fell out. Okay. If you're if you didn't have braids in, would you have killed it? No. But you would have had to like, oh my god, I wouldn't have gotten my hair. Oh, you don't think it would have burrowed? It didn't burrow in your hair. It just got trapped. Mm-hmm. Mm. You are so much fucking braver than I am. When I tell you I would have... Did you cry? No. Did I you have to try to not out cry? I kept walking. And you were... And that wasn't like a, a choice. It was just... It wasn't like you had to make a conscious choice to like not like shut down. It was just like you went on with your life. It was no big deal. Mm-hmm. That is incredibly brave. I used to be like a... Like I always killed book type person. And I don't know what changed, but now I feel sorry for it. You know, I love a double standard. I am fine with anything that A, leaves me alone. But the issue is things that fly. I have a huge, it's not birds. I don't give a shit about birds. Because birds leave me alone. Birds aren't real. Flying. If I didn't know that that was a real thing, you could actually pass that off that that was like your whole cause. And I would have been like, (laughs) checks out. There is something about insects who are coming at you and they're flying. Like, I, I can't. It does feel like an attack. And Melissa, I have become so jumpy in the last week. And this is what I think my brain has been prepping me for this attack from this beetle. Because for the last like five days, I am normally a very jumpy person. I am so fucking jump. Like I'm extra jumpy. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm not convinced I'm seeing things, but it's like if I see a shadow move and I'm like, oh my God. And I do, again, I told you before, I do think it's because I'm wearing my glasses more. I mean, yeah, it's wearing my glasses more, so I'm more aware. <laughs> I can see more things. But like, I've been so jumpy from like, but like all of this stuff. And then this happened and it was like the universe is being like, something's on the horizon. It's big. It's blue. It's flying towards you. And I need you to be on high alert because if that happened to me, I would, first of all, I would rip all of my clothes off no matter where I am. I'd sob hysterically on the floor and I would be inconsolable for like days. This is the thing that I don't understand about bugs and flying things. You have all this space. That's what I'm... Why are, what are you, you trying to, What do you want to do to me? What are you trying to do like to me? You can go... You can even go up a, a foot taller than I, I am. I there. And I can't go there. Why do you choose to be here? Ulterior motives. And that's what I don't trust. Because you it? think if they were the same size as you, they would have taken you out? Melissa... I think this at the size it was could have taken me out. Okay. And I I don't know what it it's there's no psychological it's like my body's reflex to this. Like I'm just like I'm going to throw I'm going to break reflex my neck to the ice falling in my ice machine. No, I know. I have a pro- I'm excessively jumpy. It's a problem. Like I by the way, these beta blockers have helped with that because even though Really it seems like no, it's no, gotten no. worse. No, no. No, it has. The actual aspect of me being jumpy has gotten worse. And I think it was because I needed to know about this beetle. The world was like, it's coming. But more than that, I'm just as jumpy, if not more jumpy than I am before. But my heart, it it goes boop. And then it's like, you're fine. And then I'm back down. But the issue is, is when I'm sweating and panting and then my heart rate gets up to like 180 before it was staying, it was getting up there and then it was staying there for a long time. But now I freaked out. And the beta blockers were like, <laughs> and I was like, ah. and then I came here and then I kept, I kept that in all day because I had to share it for this. And I want, so I know you think that I'm wrong if I went into this bug's home and killed it. So that's fine. If you think I'm wrong with that, 
Do you think I should still do it? No. Fuck. Because they're going to be more. And then they're going to retaliate okay. and come after you. I know sometimes if you, if you kill a wasp and a... I think it's wasps and yellow jackets are like that. So they're like, you don't fucking do that because then they'll come back. Is this one of those? Because if it is, that will actually deter me. I have no idea, but I feel like at their size, then that's what they do. And if there's like more, I'm going to die. So I don't think that you've se- you're seeing the same one. Even if it's in the same section, maybe they're just a family. It's like a flying cockroach level, like crunch. And I just, they like, can't. It's more. Is it a r- bigger than a riverside cockroach crunch? Mm-hmm. They're thicker. So I can't even kill it. I don't have a gun. I don't want a gun. Also, you got big feet. In the no, Melissa, when I tell you, I, I'm going to wear my Uggs all the time now. That's what I had to do. You need some Timberlands. I have Timberland rain boots, but they're not the same. And now every time I like a piece of hair touches me, like anything, like I freak the fuck out. I need to be sedated for like a week just to like calm down. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? I am done. I would. You're wrong. Thank you. And that's fine. I know that I'm wrong. I don't know that that's going to change what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do a lot of research because I don't want to be retaliated against. But if anyone has any tips of like how to be less jump, like what what do you do with this? I want you to, this is how you should do it because like it won't meditate really hurt. outside. It won't really hurt them. No, you catch it in your hand. I can't do that. And then you drop kick it. You know, emotionally, I think that would feel really good. Mm-hmm. But like physically, I, I couldn't touch it. I would cry. This is like one of those things about me. And it, I always look like, like an early 2000s, like rom-com girl. who's like, oh my God, I'm so afraid. Like it's like gives very much. And then like boys like, Ugh! and I'm like, this isn't me being like, I'm helpless. Like I'm, it's these reflexes of like, I'm gonna throw my neck out, but I can do my neck farts when I'm there too. I'm getting really good. I can do that, but I have to cup it. Anyway, now it's my turn. It's more serious than that. I, uh, yeah, I wanted to have something lighthearted because I feel like these have been heavy. Mm-hmm. So a while ago, Megan covered how non-Indigenous people to Hawaii shouldn't be traveling to Hawaii. And so um, now in the wake of the Maui wildfires, I want to continue that conversation. And um, I've seen a lot of non-Indigenous people complain about how they can't take their little vacations or how they were on vacation and they just like moved to a different area and continued their vacation. I saw this guy that was talking about his parents like being there and him like telling them to get out and they're like no we're, we're fine we just went over here we just closed our eyes wild first of all shame on y'all and second don't go to begin with as you already said and we're going to talk about the predatory practices of real estate brokers in hawaii Oof. so there's there's a lot and i'm just going to talk about things that are specific to after this wildfire mm-hmm. because there are other things that take a lot of time and I think you did hit on some of it before but the people of Maui have suffered unfathomable losses and as of today when we're recording this August 17th the death toll from the wildfires are at 111 people and there's possibly still a thousand missing there's over 2,000 burnt homes and businesses the governor Josh Green said Realize that the responders that are going out there are recovering their loved ones and members of their families. Mm-hmm. 80% of the structures in town have been damaged or destroyed. Fires are still raging. There's 2,170 acres of fire and it's 
89% contained as of Wednesday night. Several other wildfires are still burning in Maui, including the Olinda Fire, which was 85% contained on Wednesday, and the 202-acre Kula Fire, which was 80% contained. And so um, Richard Pally, a 25-year-old who was born there, told um, the, Associate, the Associated Press that his workplace, his neighborhood, his friends' homes, and potentially his own home were burnt down and he hasn't been able to return to his house. And he said, I'm more concerned of big land developed coming in and seeing this charred land as opportunity to rebuild. The average home there is valued at $1 million, according to Zillow, uh, making it more expensive than the spot than like any person that is indigenous like if they were to lose it like Mm -hmm. they can't buy it back from these people and then also the rise of hotels resorts and condos have also made it for tourists it's affordable but not so for people that are indigenous there archie and i apologize if i'm saying your name your last name correctly doubt you're even listening but shout out if you are yeah Archie Kellipa said, one of the things that we as a community and as a state is going to be faced with is how we begin to address the long-term recovery, rebuilding, keeping people here, and not selling off what losses they had moving. Many natives, including Tierra Lawrence, who has advocated for Maui's islanders during the devastation, says that they are furious with companies trying to take native land. And they said, I am so frustrated with investors, realtors calling families who lost their homes, offering to buy their land. How dare you do that to our community right now? They continue to say, shame on you. Shame on you. If you are a Maui realtor contributing to that, karma is going to come get you. They're now encouraging Islanders to gather as much information as possible about companies reaching out. And then uh, Mark Steffel has been approached by developers to buy his land, but but he refused. I'm not going to sell. I'm going to stay here. I love it here as messed up as it is. And then a native activist tweeted asking people who are receiving calls from realtors to take down their names so they can expose them. And then John DeMiro, who has been living in Maui for 40 years, told USA Today that the government should intervene. The government should just say, no, you're not allowed to develop. Say no, flat out, no. And then the governor, the response to this was trying to take down, trying to take land away from our people before we've had a chance to grieve and rebuild is not Pono and we will not stand for it. And then he said, I've actually reached out to the our attorney general to explore our options to do a moratorium on any sale of property that has been damaged or destroyed. Moreover, I would caution people that it's going to be a very long time before any growth or housing can be built. And so you will be pretty poorly informed if you try to steal that from our people and then build here. Uh, this is someone else. Their name's uh, last name is Lawrence. You guys got to stay, especially you multi-generational families. Don't move away. We've already been displaced so much. Do not let this push you away. Moving away, we're going to move back and rebuild. And the wildfires have caused an estimated $5 billion in damages in the town which Governor Green says it will take a long time to rebuild. So these predatory companies just absolutely, like, it's still burning. It's still burning, and you're trying to buy land. 
so you can build these astronomical resorts for what money and i just can't stand people too that i've seen saying well hawaii is america so like it's all of our land this land is your land shut the right. fuck up shut the fuck up shut the fuck up it's not and it's literally not the way that people see and as someone who grew up in uh very much a, a nimby fucking area which they were all about this kind of shit which i'm not i'm not a opposed to but this protected land of certain places where it's like oh you can't build houses here because like there's a mountain lion I'm, I'm all for that and people in their own neighborhoods protective land reservoirs all of this kind of shit you actually don't view hawaii as america because you don't think that that should be protected land mm -hmm. you wouldn't be cool with a development in a in a like truly like protected land from whether it's animals uh the the flora and fauna like all of these things which make things protected you don't view that even though Hawaii, all of the Hawaii, they check off all of the goddamn fucking boxes. You don't want to target in your backyard. Mm -hmm. But you think that that should happen there. Right. This What I've seen on Twitter that's really pissed me off so fucking much is one, and this is not just on Twitter, airlines telling people that they can donate their points so that they can have like for first responders and people to get there. And it's like... Just fly them. Just fucking fly them. Why would people donate their made up money it's not real money mm -hmm. to do that so then you but you're still gonna write it off for your taxes right. like what the fuck is wrong with you and then second is people being like well i'm not going to cancel my vacation because hawaii needs the tourism for the infrastructure that is not true it's the same thing as trickle down economy it's mm -hmm. not a real thing who do you think is making money right that's not what's happening who are owning these places like you're like well no it's like this is this is this is how they sustain themselves Who's they? Right. Who's they? If they are we, then who is they? Uh-huh. Who the fuck is it? Also, just the boldness that people have. That I live my life knowing that my actions, not not even like a, in a karmic kind of way, but like people could, whether you, whatever you believe in, like people could give me bad vibes. Like this shit will come back and haunt me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in my life, it will haunt me in my, like yes. some of the shit you do, People don't, I know, I don't forget some shit that pe other things people do. And sometimes the, the, what happens, what goes around, comes around is a universe kind of thing. Sometimes it's other humans actions. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like how you can live your life. And that's what like, you don't treat other people like that. You don't value their lives and them as humans in the same way that you see yourself because boy, oh boy, that's fucking bold mm -hmm. to think you can do that and just think like nothing's going to come of you. Yep. And then we all talk about orcas and look at the orcas, like, look at the orcas. And I'm like, you know other, what other humans are going to... If you're going to treat people... We're watching this. Mm -hmm. This is us just in the ocean. I can't. It makes me Ill. livid. Ill. And beautiful things aren't for everybody. Hawaii is beautiful. I've been... I went as a kid with my family. I didn't know uh, any of this. Um, I don't think my family I don't, knows I don't or think cares. People weren't really saying no, it. But I also just mean that like... I grew up in a pr relatively progressive like way. But I'm also like... A, white and half of my family is like incredibly privileged and they're like farther in their genealogy like so even them like i don't think that they would give a shit about this kind because like, they would find mm -hmm. an exception even though they could deem themselves as liberal and progressive like it, again it's not in my backyard kind of a thing so you can register and i can register that like hawaii is absolutely beautiful but that doesn't mean it's for me there are so many things that like we're not going to be able to do in our lifetime that like we would like to do or there's like there's so many things we won't be able to experience and like not everything is for everybody right and that's okay mm -hmm. 
it makes me like so mad. And this whole like, you should be thankful that people are coming because your economy would trash. And I'm like, do you understand how any of this works? That's but like, not again, it. like, who is you? Exactly. If it's part of the United States, then you shouldn't have that mindset. Because, no. I mean, California funds most of the, a lot of the Southern states. Mm-hmm. So like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's like, it's, you're othering. So it's like, so you don't actually That's agree with I'm that. Mean. Yeah. yeah. And then it's also, if you think about that for more than five seconds, who is profiting from this? Mm-hmm. And don't say the economy. What's the economy? Right. When you're on an island, everything has import taxes and exports. So it's a lot more expensive. But it's also like for emergencies and things like this, like this makes it even harder. So like going there, like people can't get in and people cannot get out on a need based thing. And then the choice to do that is insane. It's the cost, like they said, of building all these things back will take so long. But then also the cost of everything is more expensive if it's not produced there. And so then even people who are rebuilding their own homes it's not the cost it would be to rebuild a house in on the mainland. Like it is so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. Hawaii has also an incredibly rich history that you do not have to go there to understand or to see and to learn. And even for the amount of people who live in Hawaii, like a lot of people aren't indigenous native Hawaiian, but like generations back, there's been immigration. There've been, you know, people who have brought other workers, other white people who have brought workers from other places there to do work, labor for cheap, like all of this kind of thing, like so much like generational yes. trauma there to then just view this as a fucking beach town mm-hmm. is like is so um, insulting and preposterous. Makes me mad. So you're not wrong. I'm on your side. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley 
And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black, and this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective... Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from our break and Megan forgot her computer, so she has to steal mine. I do. This is our But Are You Wrong segment where you write in with the thing that you would like our, uh, our, our gavel input on. Send it to buttamywrongpod at gmail.com. If you want to know if you're the hero or the villain, 300 words or less, let us know the situation that you're curious about. And we will tell you if you're in the wrong. Also include your ages. It's all anonymous, but we like fake names not numbers or letters. It's a little hard to track. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to use a reference, you really don't have to. Like, you can just make up fake names. But if you're going to do a reference that's, like, widely popular, think about the relationship of those people to each other because sometimes we will add, like, incest undertones when there's not. Mm -hmm. But we think you're just, like, giving us a little, like, flagging this, like, quietly incest. If someone is the first episode listening to, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Hi, Megan and Melissa. My bestie Alvin, 31 he him, and I, 31 she her, recently started listening to a drama podcast, and we both enjoyed it and started listening to more episodes. Alvin found an old clip, five years, of the white straight male host using the N-word in the (gasps) episode. The host was an adult at the time. We both agreed that it was gross and to stop watching. Alvin has continued to watch and wants to donate to the live show to tell the host to address the situation and do better. I told Alvin that was a waste of money when they don't even... Always read their super chats on their live stream. I feel as though Alvin got very invested in this creator too quickly and is now holding him to high standards when the host has shown his true colors, in my opinion. He told me I was being too harsh towards him, friend, not host, when he just wanted the host to do better. Am I in the wrong? Was I too harsh? No. No, not at all. I'm like a very petty person, but like I am like strongly against combining like spending your own money, being petty with a specific desired outcome because like loss all around. The person is directly benefiting from the money that you're giving them. Mm-hmm. And why donate to a live show? Or is it just like so you can have the super chat feature or not? I think so. People don't do very rarely. Will people address things like that in a live format? They're going to no. do it in an edited format. Yeah. They'll read it silently and be like, move on. I don't know what they're. Yeah, they might have a mod even block them. Yeah. Like. There are things that people send us that we don't ever respond to. Yeah. I don't think that you're 
too wrong or harsh. And I, I just think that this, the idea that Alvin has is like, I don't, I wouldn't say that he's holding him to like too high of a stand, like the host, but it's just like a little too in, invested in this and thinking that you're going to like fix, help or change. How old is Alvin? 31. Alvin's too old to be doing this. Yeah. Alvin might just like to listen to this and is looking for an excuse to keep listening. If Alvin wants to hate watch something, you cannot, and as someone who hate watches certain things, you cannot hate watch something while giving them money. Mm -hmm. That is no longer hate watching. Mm -hmm. Because whether your money is coming from a good place or a bad place, it's still money. Right. It's worth the same amount. And like your intention with spending the money does not get translated to the person receiving the money, nor does it fucking matter. It doesn't devalue that money at all. In your mind, it might be tainted or tinged, but like not to them. So yeah, I think he's too old to be doing this. And yeah, I think you're right. He's trying to find turning this into a a, a cause to them be like, so I can keep listening mm-hmm. as opposed to just stopping listening to it. Yep. Melissa knows I hate listening to things. I think you need to find Alvin another podcast. Might I suggest this one? Get Alvin a new podcast obsession. I use the N-word. Not on air. <laughs> But maybe if you don't watch, <laughs> you don't show Alvin the video version, then Alvin could be like, then you're like, this is something you were intrigued with the other podcast. And then you don't tell him. It's okay. And then he re- listens and watches and he goes, and then he's in. Yeah. Sometimes you should trick people. Just play that part for him. And he's like, damn. That hope? <laughs> and you're like, I know. Crazy. <laughs> and then he'll see, he'll finally go into our socials and he'll be like, which one of them said <laughs> And then you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. And he's like, I think I want to keep listening to this podcast. <laughs> and if he wants to give us money, we also do live streams. Uh-huh. And there are chats there. There are. We'll address if you want to, if you want to ask, if you want to ask her about it, maybe she'll say it. I won't. No, no, not say it, but being like, yes, I do. You'll yeah. get confirmation from yeah. which one of us it was. Mm-hmm. And it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> Uh, we have the makings of his favorite podcast and we are drama i was gonna say if it is that drama because in my mind i was like dramatized like it's like a like a scripted kind of thing but then it was like as i kept reading i was like no probably like like i immediately thought jesse and lily Mm -hmm. not them but like jesse and lily's format and if it's that then we are the same and if it's the other one just tell him that it's all written and it's all a fable in a story. <laughs> it's all pretend. All right. Next writer. Hi, Melissa and Megan. You put me first. So I've booked an Airbnb for a big group of friends and I. Everyone has paid me back except for a couple that is going to be going. I charge the B&B to my credit card and I never hold a balance on my CC because I don't want to pay interest. Would it be wrong of me to charge this couple for interest if they don't pay me back before the statement is due? I typically would not ask a stingy ass question like this, but I've recently lost my job and I've already paid for the Airbnb in full. So I'm struggling for cash a bit. The Airbnb is also non-refundable. Interest would be around $20. Did you give them a timeline for when they needed to pay? Did they say how long it's been when they booked it? That's what I mean. Yeah. If everybody else has already paid, but I'm assuming it's been... It would have to be within the month, right? Yeah. But I would assume it's like, you know, 
everybody else is paid back except for a, is it a couple or a couple of people i think it's a couple yeah this couple for interest yeah. yeah yeah if they've had a month to pay and they haven't paid and they were supposed to pay i just say hey it's been on my credit card now i have to now here's the interest amount yeah i i i don't i mean i don't even think like the qualification of like i lost my job like no, i don't think it, it doesn't matter at that point like as someone who is wildly forgetful if someone was like hey can you pay me back for that and i'm like oh shit yes i'm so i will do it right like i'm so sorry uh-huh. like so i i think like i would be like hey i need you can you like pay me back and if you're not able to pay back now like can you let me know when like what when do you think that would be and then say just because i'm going to have my statement here and if it's past this date i it's, it's going to be about 20 dollars more because i'm going to have that debt on my credit card mm-hmm. so like letting them know that like hey can you pay me back and if you can't pay me back by that time this is going to be twenty dollars more right and I, I wouldn't be offended if someone said that to me at all i wouldn't either i wouldn't either but if you were to do this again i would say if you're able to to do it on a debit card and give everybody a timeline yeah i also don't book any airbnbs that are 100 percent upfront and no refund mm-hmm. it minimum 50 percent refund and ha- like closer to the date and all of that just because like you never know what's going to happen. But I think the couple then maybe they're the next time you do a trip, they're the ones who put their mm-hmm. their card down and don't put anything on this trip. Once you've been the person who put your card down for the reservations, you pay everyone back for whatever splitting things you're doing. Like you don't put your card down for anything else. Mm-hmm. No one pays you back for anything. This yeah. Is like it. if y'all go get food or anything, mm-hmm. somebody else's. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into, but are they wrong? And plot twist, they are. Because mm-hmm. they are always, always are. wrong. Always in this segment, everyone is wrong. Yes, facts. <laughs> Just depending on how wrong do you think they are. Mm-hmm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, 
People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome back. I never do that one. Welcome back. I am the news anchor now. Now to nominate our wrong of the week, but are they wrong? Throw some tomatoes at them. I had so many little options and I would like to nominate. Uh, I would like to nominate Lucien, Switzerland-based federation called FIDE. This is a, a world top chess federation and they have ruled that transgender women cannot compete in its official events for females until a review of the situation is made by officials. And this is fucking insane. Beyond the, oh, no, no, no trans women in sports because we view women as physically inferior to men. And this is in the biological, quote-unquote, biological sense from TERF's viewpoint. Now it is we view biological, again, quote-unquote, biological women intellectually inferior. I'm sorry, truly what the fuck? Truly what the absolute fuck? And this is what so many anti-TERF and trans activists have been saying for so fucking long that the whole TERF movement, and I had a long talk with someone about this who like didn't totally under, with a cis woman about this, who like didn't totally understand because a lot of the ways that these things have been like marketed and targeted, especially to cis women who are not on like social media or a lot or not like um, follow a lot of activism and they they get their news from traditional news sources and journalists and all of this kind of stuff that it's like this is a movement that is created by people who are transphobic and the root of it is transphobia that they've just very so slightly and not even very skillfully tried to put a little pink bow and go women's rights feminism on this. And it's like, uh, it's really not what it is if you unwrap it even a smidgen of a second. Like if you just do that here and then this, this is exactly where it was always headed. And this is what everybody warned everyone of. It's like, this is not, nobody is advocating for quote unquote biological women. It's not what's happening. That's not, it's establishing and further establishing a status quo of women are inferior to men. And we now need women on our side for that. How can we get women on our side advocating that they are inferior? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We create a fictional villain and danger. And we tell tales about things that have not happened and these fears and these worries. And we create this thing that then people 
are afraid of and hate and are angry at. So then they will have no idea that they've assisted us in stripping them of their autonomy and their rights. Like transphobia hurts everybody. It hurts trans women. It hurts trans men. It hurts non-binary people. It hurts it hurts cis women. It, it hurts cis het women. It's it hurts cis women who are in queer relationships. It hurts cis women who are in heterosexual relationships who present a little more masculine. Like the ideas of what we have of like people are getting stopped who are cis women being accused of being trans. Like this whole con- concept and like fake ideas and shit. And like this is it blew my mind that. Uh, people were shocked that we had ended up here. And it's the same thing that reminds me of what had happened when these turf organizations had then basically said that unless you're a biological parent, you should not be on a child's birth certificate. And these lesbians who were a part of the turf movement were like, what do you know? Only my wife carried, but that is my child. And they're like, no, that's it's, it's whoever donated the sperm there. And it's like, you... You walked along with them to this point. Mm -hmm. And I think we all need to take accountability for that. If anyone is telling me to turn against other women, I'm going to be like, where's that call coming from? Right. Where is this coming from? Because no matter what I, I know in the, I know who my first, my first like grounds of like, who's like a safe person, even if they're not the first person I'm going to say woman, like that's who I'm like, this is. We're in this together. But if you, someone else, a voice out here that's like, I don't know who's going from, is telling me like, no, 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 no. I go, I don't, you, we can't just fucking believe this. And it just makes me like so fucking mad. So the, in this article from The Guardian says, many sports involving intense physical activity, which chess does not, have been grappling with how to formulate policies towards transgender athletes for years. And the cycling union has gone into this as well. But they were quoted saying, a change of gender is a change that has a significant impact on a player's status and future of eligibility to tournaments. Therefore, it can only be made if there's relevant proof for the change provided. In the event that the gender is changed from a male to a female, the player has no right to participate in five events in, for women until further decision has been made. And it's an evolving issue for chess, referring to transgender players. And further policy may be needed to, to be evolved in the future in line with research and evidence. Why is chess gender to begin with? Because they view men and women as inferior intellectually and strategy wise. Do you know what I see an argument I saw on fucking Twitter and I am not making this up? It's that women can see more color than men. Men see things in black and white. They said both literally and physically, not like you only see things in black and white, but you know, there's, they don't have as much nuance. And also women can see a wider color spectrum literally than men. So therefore men are superior at chess because it's black and white in both color and strategy. I don't have time for this. Neither do I. I don't even think that I need to elaborate on any more of like what this is. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, no, it doesn't. It matter. doesn't matter. And just anything that sounds transphobic or anything that's getting you as a cis woman specifically, because that's who that is. That is the catalyst for the turf. Like that is what's per, this is propelling it forward more than men can do. Women get shit done. And so like when you are seeing anything that's trying to stir something up in you, Pause, take a breath, check where it's fucking coming from and what it really means. Yeah. Just makes me really mad. And this is one of those things that if you vote on this, I'm not comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fuck terps, fuck transphobes, fuck right off. Not very Switzerland of Switzerland either. No, that's not. 
Mm-mm. They're not supposed to pick a side. Yeah, like shut the fuck up and play your goddamn chess, you losers. But again, why is it gendered? Like it shouldn't even be gendered. It's so fucking weird. All right. My nomination for this are Sean and Leanne. Their name is so hard for me. I don't even know how to say it. Tui. Tuoe. Tui? Tui. I don't know. It's I have a hard time with it. I'm going to be careful with what I say because we can't promote films. And I won't be promoting the film at all anyway. Bad promotion if I was. but uh, And it's an old ass movie about real people, though. But I'm going to be talking about the real life story of Michael Orr, who was, according to that movie synopsis, a homeless black teen has drifted in and out of school system for years. Then Leanne and her husband, Sean, take him in. The Tui's eventually become Michael's legal guardians, transforming both his life and theirs. Michael's tremendous size and protective instincts make him formidable force on the gridiron and with the help of his new family and a devoted t- tutor, he realizes his potential as a student and a football player. And I've never seen that film because I hate horror films. And you're probably saying, but Melissa, this is a good-natured, kind-hearted, heartwarming movie. No, thank you. Let me introduce you to a genre, a subgenre of horror films that I like to call white savior move- movies. Now you're probably asking, what's a white savior film? That's my favorite when you structure the, your response like this. <laughs> a white savior film is when a character rescues, a white character rescues people of color from their quote unquote plight. Movies include, there's one where this jazz musician is saving the whole genre of jazz <sighs> and not even... A fictional version of John Legend can save it. And then there's another one um, about the fiction, the real life person, Dr. Don, Don Shirley, who was a world class black pianist. And in the film, a white man teaches this black man how to eat fried chicken. A white man? No. And the writers and producers of the film waited until Dr. Shirley died to make it because he never approved of this farce of a tale. Not suspicious at all. Him and this man were never friends. And again, white people trying to center themselves and save black people. And then we've got another film that I'll say everything about this one part is great. And I love it. It is about... Three women of the illustrious sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, who made great strides in NASA and space. And then for some reason in the film, they included this part where the white man knocks down a whites only sign for the bathroom, which never happened. Katherine Johnson said that she just used the bathroom. She never ran across the whole parking lot to go use another bathroom for colored people. Like she always used that bathroom. Forgot about that part of the movie. Yeah. It's just there. You know, you're right. It's literally just there. Yes. There's no point. No. Well, we have some music that's not happy, but sounds exactly like happy playing by Pharrell. Uh, (laughs) That is a whole subgenre. I've told you this before. Every time I go happy, I feel like that's not that song. It's the same song. It's the same song. It's the same song. That whole soundtrack, the same, it's the same song. song. Same song. 
And so today I'm going to specifically highlight a film where Sandra Bullock won the Oscar award for best actress, because usually these films are Oscar bait films. Oh, yeah. And they're lies. I think every single one you referenced has won. Yes. Yeah. They're, they've been up and like four and, for four. Yeah. And the, the whole point of these films are so that white people know that they were in the wrong during these times. But they have to center themselves as if they're the main character in these stories and they're not. And that's what the main the people that are voting for Oscars. That's what they're looking for, because they're like, we can't just like nominate a black movie. So we're going to nominate a black movie where we've centered ourselves in mm-hmm. it. The white guys being like, I'm not like the other white mm-hmm. guys. Like we see the white villains, but then as a viewer you can go, no, no, I'm right. like that white I'm one. I'm that one. I'm that one. That's I'm yeah, I'm a good one. Mm-hmm. And so Michael Erg, who, you know, if you hear that story, you think, oh, that happened a long time ago. Me and this dude are the same age. <laughs> I am two months older than him. I guess you play football pretty young. Yeah. You're straight out of college mm-hmm. or high school. Yeah. But it does seem like like something that happened in like the 50s. It's the, the other things, except for the jazz music one, which I still don't understand. The, they took place in the 50s, 60s. Like, yeah. No, this is recent news. Mm-hmm. And Michael has uh, come out and said that they never adopted him officially. And he didn't even know that. He actually just signed a conservatorship. Also, he was get, like a gifted student. We were talking about gifted yeah. students too. Like he got like into IQ wise too. Yes, like he got into this school that you had to test into, mm-hmm. and then they basically just made him into a charity case because they could see that he was going to be going to the NFL, mm-hmm. and they wanted his money, and so. He said in the Tennessee probate court, the lie of, well, his lawyer said the lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservators Leanne and Sean have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward. Conservatorships, which I mean, I think a lot of us know about them because of Britney Spears. But in case you don't know, it's when the fiduciary duty to the person entrusted to their care known as the ward, to manage the ward's assets only for the ward's own benefit. Violating the duty can bring a heavy penalty. In 2013, a Tennessee lawyer was sentenced to 18 years in prison after he admitted to stealing some $1.4 million from clients for whom he served as their conservator. And so Michael didn't know what he was signing. He was also a minor. Mm -hmm. And... He thought, again, he thought he was being adopted, but he was not. Also in Tennessee and most states, it's not up to the ward to prove that any particular transaction was inconsistent with the conservatorship. If the conservator makes money from the ward's assets, the burden of proof runs the other way. So, like, they don't even care. Nope. And in practice, this means that Sean and Leanne benefited financially from deals they made while serving as the co-conservators. The burden isn't on him to show wrongdoing. It's on the twoies to show that the transactions were legitimate. And legitimacy means that the transactions were in the best interest, not of the twoies, but of Michael. So they have to go before the court and show everything, but... 
reports are saying that they're just going to drop it. Like settle? No, they're just going to drop the conservatorship. And then... Does that, like, negate them from... No. Yeah, so they still have to prove it. Mm -hmm. So the conservatorship is still active. Yes. Like, right now, they're controlling his money. I don't know if you know this. Do they have, like, a timeline or are they indefinite? I think it's indefinite. I think so, too, because... I think it's until you, like, until somebody says no. Yeah. Or they have to prove that it wasn't in the best interest. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, they never adopted him. They've used their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two children millions of dollars in royalties from that movie that's based on him. And he got nothing from the movie. Legal actions asked the court to end the conservatorship and issue an injunction barring them from using his name and likeliness. It also asked for a full accounting of the money earned using his name to be paid his shares of the profits and other compensatory and punitive damages. And, you know, some people may think, you know, they were working in his best interest. But again, he's has all his mental like it's a conservatorship. Like these are messed up as it is. Yeah. And, you know. This is from a woman who in 2014, she posted on her Instagram where she saw these two black high school students at a a fast food restaurant. And she was with a group of her own friends. And she said, we see what we want. It's the gospel truth. These two were literally huddled over in a corner table, nose to nose. And the person with me said, I bet they're up to no good. Well, you know me. I walked over told them to scoot over. After 10 seconds of dead silence, I said, what's happening at this table? I get nothing. I then explained it was my store and they would spill it. They showed me their phones and they were texting their friends trying to scrape up $3 each for a high school basketball game. Well, they left with smiles, money for popcorn and bus fare. We have to stop judging people and assuming and pigeonholing people. Don't judge a book by its cover. Or however you like to express the sentiment, accept others and stop seeing what you want to see on an Instagram post that she took with these two boys. You know that subreddit where it's like stories that never happened. Mm-hmm. This is that. Yeah. But I also believe that she could have done all of that, which is also like. I believe the part up until she said they were trying to scrape together. three. No, that's what I mean. But it's like one of those things. It's like people are like my child. But I'm like, no, no. This is a woman who I think has the absolute audacity and delude to, to, yes, to do this ins- and rewrite. I truly her sp- believe like, that she inserted uh-huh. herself into this and made it and into something it's not. And then posted minors pictures on her personal Instagram to get a sob story. Mm-hmm. But you know me, I'm out here saving black children from themselves. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. Do you know what I learned from TikTok that I had no idea? They went on below deck met like that family and they were one of like the worst people who so were they used his money to get on this below deck and you know who if you subpoena them they're gonna give you everything bravo's gonna give you everything give them the footage them and the feds mm-hmm. speed dial yep yeah and conservatorships are like not ethical they're not ethically structured at all so like no. even in a way that like where someone would need a quote-unquote conservatorship like a conservatorship can't actually do that for them. Like, it's not it's not structured in a way that's beneficial to anyone. Like, and it's not in a way that ha- has people getting out of them or has enough resources or access. Like, it's, they're abusive 
by by nature of it. And it is a little wild to me that that is even a legally binding contract. If they sign, if he was not formally adopted, then it's like temporary guardianship. I don't think that they can. Oh, they've been doing it. Yeah, no. And it's it's one of those things that people think that like, if there's a conservator, if it's like when there's smoke, there's fire. If there's a conservatorship, that means that there's a reason and people don't ask questions mm-hmm. or dig deeper into that. But yeah. Well, well, well. We've reached the end of the road. And you know what? Who is never wrong in this episode? Either of us, except for me about the Beatle. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we do things knowing that they're wrong. But here's the thing. I'm a little too afraid. So who knows what's going to happen? Keep you updated. Or we'll just pretend it never happened and I'm just going to hope it goes away. I was looking for something to smash like a plastic water bottle, but I don't even drink out of those. Because you care about the environment, which is also why you're telling me to not kill the beetle. Because mm-hmm, that's what it's going to sound like. Just imagine crushing a water bottle, but not like the when you squeeze it out, right? No, it's but when, when you, you c- do the uh-huh. bottom like how you're supposed to, you're actually supposed to do it. So it makes it smaller. Yeah. I am stuck between a rock and a hard place because like, I don't know what to do. I can't do. I can't you kill should, it. This is what you should do. Put your hair up before you walk mm-hmm. outside or inside and just go about your business. I'm going to wear a. So I'm going to wear earmuffs, too, because I don't want it to get in my ears. I'm going to wear nose plugs, too, so it doesn't get in my nose. It's so big. It's not going to get in either one of those. There. And then I'm going to have a hood, and I'm going to wear gloves. No, because then it's going to get in. No, I'm going to wear it, but I'm going to have my hood, and then I'm going to drawstring it. So okay. it's just my little face in a little pie hole, okay. a little butthole face. Okay. Maybe it's coming to let me know about the hurricane. Here comes bugs the hurricane, hurricane. That's not a thing we have. Those bugs, don't. we don't have these here. I've seen them plenty of times. <gasps> I need you to start lying to me so no. I feel better. I'm going to be truthful with you. Please. Mm-mm. Fuck. We hope you enjoyed. Vote for this week's episode. Be up soon. Follow us on socials. And as always, you can send us a DM or tag us if it's not like a disturbing thing to let us know like, hey, talk about this. We can't promise it will do it. But if you want to alert us about something. Yeah, it's disturbing. It keeps getting disturbing things to keep getting sent. Please stop. Yeah. Don't tag us in those. You can tell us, hey, have you seen this? And don't say what's happening. But did you see the new, something in the news that happened in Florida or in this city? It's pretty disturbing. Are you going to talk about it? Give us the context. Yeah. And the agency to be like, do I want to look at this? So appreciate it. Anything else? That's it. Okay. We will circle back. I got that the first try. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.